I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Rosecast. I'm your host, Tim Kennedy. Uh, with me, as always, Alex W. Bradford. Alex, how are you? Excellent. How are you? Good, good. I imagine uh, you'd be excellent. We had some interracial one-on-one action this episode. Does, sure that get you, does that get you smiling ear to ear? Blood, blood going a little bit? Blood pressure <laughs> through the roof like it did me? Sure did. It sure did. It's about damn time. Been watching Isn't that the, show the truth? Five years now. Five years, that's it. I thought I thought you were a ten year guy. I've under the, this whole time I thought you were from from the first episode. No, 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 no. I picked up late. Picked up real okay. late. Now working at home, do you ever go back and watch old seasons? <laughs> no, no, but that sounds sounds like something I'd enjoy. All right, AB. Well, as uh, I neglected to mention, this episode of the Rose Cast is brought to you by Mountain Dew Kickstart, the uh, the black cherry flavor. I don't know if that's your thing, but that's how I get through late night recording sessions. I need a boost, and when I need a boost, I turn to Kickstart. AB, I'm practicing for when I'm practicing for when we really have ads, because that day is coming. It really is, and you can't you can't be not prepared for that. No, I don't want you know. You know, I don't want to be like my hands all sweaty, my arms <laughs> arms deep, hands is sweating. Whatever the Eminem lyric is, I mess it all up. But you know what I'm saying. So shit, we'll we'll do. You'll do fake <laughs> fake promotions. I'll fake promote whatever I'm drinking. I'll do fake promotions. Uh, the other thing it's brought to you by uh, Golbon Ultimate Healing Lotion with Aloe. <laughs> Let's get right into it. This episode began where last episode ended off, which is how I usually start these episodes. We got Corinne and Taylor bickering outside by the fire pre-rose ceremony. Uh, we can only assume Nick is off somewhere doing shots by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever he's off camera, I just assume he's sneaking drinks from a flask. <laughs> Nick Nick probably has his own flask in addition to the continuous open bar that this <laughs> The Bachelor is. L- listen, Corinne, in all her wisdom... Actually, kind of had Taylor figured out. What did you think of this uh, pre-battle royale? Uh, Corinne, Corinne flipped it upside down. Flipped Taylor's whole world upside down. She rim. she, she topsy turvy that she motherfucker. She topsy that <laughs> that girl rim. She had her questioning everything in her life. Like, why did I go to college to get this master's degree? 
what? I'm getting treated by this girl who I'm pretty sure doesn't have a college degree at this point. Can we, oh, no. Can yeah. we disagree on that? One million percent. Because if, if she had a college degree from a decent college, she would make it seem like it was the most important college degree in history. <laughs> Corinne does not have a degree. No, no chance. But yeah, Amy, listen, you and I watch these separately and take separate notes. I wrote down she topsy-turvied it on her. <laughs> she turned the tables. She turned the tables. Taylor came at her and by, it came at her strong, uh, making her look stupid, but then it got flipped, and by the end of it, all Taylor could repeatedly say was emotional intelligence. That's all she could say. Like that, she didn't even say anything at the end. She was just in complete shock that she just got steamrolled by Corinne. She she was short circuiting. She just yeah. re- went back to the only words she knows, and those words are emotional intelligence. <laughs> she said, "You come into a room and you're rude. You have this stank face, and you don't say hi to anyone. And what do you know? As soon as Corinne says that, Taylor has a stank face. What? <laughs> she, she's dead on. Cor- Corinne put Taylor on the defensive, and and like you said, steamroller. My favorite line was when Taylor had no comeback, none. Corinne goes." How you're feeling right now is how I felt yesterday, alone and sad. <laughs> over. She, she ran roughshod over. She just looked off into the distance knowing she just got rolled. She got rolled. Taylor bit off way more than she could chew. She really way did. Way more than she could chew. And people forget she's still, she's only 23. She talked a big game like she's one of the mature people in the house. Like, mm-mm, girl. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, sir. We can get into it more during their two-on-one, but, yo, where did she go? Johns Hopkins? Yeah. Yikes. This is bad PR for them. If I'm then, I'm <laughs> sitting on an email to all my alums like, listen, we're checking to make sure she actually earned a degree from here. I'm not positive. <laughs> she ends it. Corinne ends it with, what does that say about your emotional intelligence, bitch? How? <laughs> <laughs> In your face. <laughs> listen, I don't like Corinne, but damn, if that wasn't. Just outmatched. She just out. She she was right. You can't come at someone about emotional intelligence and then get, you know, verbally twisted into a pretzel like that. And then you end up like really emotional at the end of it because she <laughs> yeah. Taylor was the one with the low emotional intelligence by the end of it. Like tripping. Yeah. Listen, Taylor Taylor was frozen solid talking to Corinne, and then she goes to the camera and just loses her mind. I mean, Taylor, oh, like like Corinne said later in the episode, I can't believe you give advice to people. And then Taylor's like, I don't give advice. Just, just mad to fit. Like, listen, you don't know what my job is, okay? Uh, hey, and shout out to Corinne for going whining to Nick. Even after she put uh, Taylor six feet deep and buried her in a grave, she goes to Nick and beats Taylor to the punch. With alternate facts here about how Taylor treats people. <laughs> she she embellished the truth, made it seem like Taylor was the mean girl in the house. Nick obviously would blow a point four two at the moment. <laughs> Both of them. Corinne by the end of it was very drunk as well. You gotta yeah. remember that as well. The girls have all mentioned to Nick before that they think Corinne isn't here for the right reasons, but they've just been like kinda pitter patter here and there a little bit. Sure. Not really going in deep. Corinne gets this time in just before a rose ceremony, brings new information to the table, i.e. Taylor isn't very nice, which she's not, and she's entitled, which she is. And also, uh, editorial note here, Taylor's like mad smug. She's very smug. She puts people down just by looking at them. The way she looks at people, 
And mm. even the way she's looking eyes. at Nick, and we'll get to this later, the way she looked at him later in the episode was the same way. Just like that she's way smarter than you. AB, we got one of those episodes on our hands where you and I are on the same wavelength <laughs> here. I tell you what. Corinne hits Nick with the, I don't think he's here for the right reasons. Nick, <laughs> like I said, mad drunk, can barely open his mouth when he responds. <laughs> and he said, I appreciate you saying that. It's honest, which it's not. I would encourage you to continue to show that maturity. What is what is your definition of maturity? He, she just tattled on Tattle another <laughs> contestant for bullying her. I mean, maturity to me would be standing up to the bully, not going and crying to you. I don't, Nick. The show ain't about Nick. As far as I'm concerned, the show's not about Nick. I don't care who he picks or what he does. The guy stinks. <laughs> uh, we'll get to this, but I'm Team Nick all of a sudden. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't. I have no idea why you could be, but is it because he? <laughs> is it because him and the black girl were the chemistry was through the roof? Is that we'll part of it? We'll All right. <laughs> All right. Let's do the rose ceremony. Uh, Ab, quick question. Remember when rose ceremonies used to be at the end of episodes? Yeah. Now they're just at the start. Somehow this season they just got off track. Like yeah, they just got like fifteen minutes off <laughs> behind schedule, and now every <laughs> single episode is off. It's like if you're going, if you're like, all right, I'm going to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week, and then you skip Wednesday, and now your ass is like Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, (laughs) and you keep doing it. Church, I'm missing church for this. Yeah, yeah. Messing your whole week up. Also, uh, cruel and unusual punishment, this rose ceremony. It was, uh, now, we're a couple of guys who hate the cold, but live in the cold. Mm -hmm. What would you guess, based on how quickly they were shivering, I'd say... I'd say 36 degrees out there in, in Wisconsin. I was going to say 15. 15? 15 degrees. 15's crazy. There, there couldn't have been a wind <laughs> if there were 15. Time. I'd say 36 with a light breeze. You're saying I'm going to say the, 15 the with no wind for you. coming out of their mouth visibly on camera, yeah. that seems more than 36, Rim. When when the girls would come up and get their roses, when the girls, we all follow you, AB. When the girls would come up and get their roses and they'd be right up nose to nose and their breath was coming, it looked like highlights from an old football game, like Super Bowl (laughs) Four, when they did it outside. All right, let's go through who got the roses. Danielle M., Jasmine, Rachel, Jamie, does Jamie have what does Jamie have on Nick that is she's using as blackmail? Why the only thing he knows about her is that she's bisexual. That's it. That's oh, the good only point. Thing that actually knows. might be and, why she's around. Good and point. that she can milk the shit out of a cow. That's the two things he knows about oh, her. Oh yeah. So, you know, Nick the scumbag probably into <laughs> both those things. <laughs> All right, B. Uh, Josephine, who classic Joseph every week now. Josephine gets roses. She goes, "Oh, what the fuck? What? That rose? <laughs> the shit? Me? Uh, Vanessa, and then who I like to call Vanessa. Uh, I like to call Westworld Vanessa because she's like a robot version of Vanessa. Shout out to Whitney, girl. You're out here. <laughs> Listen, Rim, you went out of order a little bit. Whitney got the first rose. I know. Well, I okay. Screw. I I know that. I have them in order. Oh, okay. but I I wanted to like do a Whitney joke. Whitney Vanessa deal. Yeah, you know how you know how I do sometimes. Who the fuck is Whitney? I've been saying this. Whitney's flying. She's still flying under the radar, but she's she's there. Do Listen, you think Nick goes to the rose ceremony and. In- 
cuts his last person that he was going to give a rose off and sees pretty Whitney there and just cuts cuts that person off and gives it to Whitney. Uh, you know don't saying? understand your no, so I don't. He, I don't understand your question at all. But I get it. Does Nick go with a list of people and then he sees Whitney in her beauty and he changes his list and just cuts the last person on his power rankings off and they don't get a rose and Whitney gets one. I, I can't imagine he goes into the rose ceremonies giving Whitney a rose. Yeah, I guess I you're right. I talked to her that week. I guess you're right. Um, well, Alexis, Corinne, Taylor. And Danielle L. already had one. Those are the other people who got a rose. The people who didn't get a rose. In your scenario, where Nick changes his mind last minute every single ceremony when he remembers that Whitney exists, you got Sarah and Astrid who got sent home. Now, where, who do you think was the one that he cut off at the last minute? Sarah. I think so, too. What What other explanation? That all fit... What I just... the. What I just suggested all fits in because there's no reason Sarah should be going home other than a last-minute spur-of-the-moment decision by Nick. Now, uh, Sarah, to me, that was a stunner, A.B. I thought we had Jamie and Jasmine. Did I even say Jasmine's name? I didn't. Yeah, I did. Forgettable. I thought Jamie and Jasmine were the next two to go, but, you know, the more I watch the show, the more I realize... They're not gonna. They're not gonna lop off the obvious ones every week. Otherwise, then what's the point of having the rose ceremony? Now, while Sarah did not have much alone time with Nick, uh, now that I think about it, I'm, I'm not sure they had any alone time at all. It is surprising, given that Sarah doesn't have a fucking silver bar going through the middle of her nose, like <laughs> Jamie does. Nick's to me, that. that's a tie. That's a deal. That's a t- deal breaker. Well, Rim's not probably not into into facial piercings and stuff, but huge into it, huge into it. <laughs> but <laughs> but only a, a a diamond stud right here. Can oh, you okay. see wrong point on yeah. the above the nostril? That shit is buzz out. You got a <laughs> like I said, you got a bebop and rock steady situation going on through. Also, shout out to me. Did a little research. You know, preparation okay. makes uh, perfection. Something like that. That part of your nose. Is called the the Columella. <laughs> the more you know. Good. <laughs> All right. Uh, my girl Sarah crying to the camera. I felt bad watching this. Ab. She said, "This is what a sweetheart. What a what a what a doll. You know what? Just like what a sweetheart. A fun bubbly gal. What's your fucking problem, Nick? What's your deal?" <laughs> My guess is Nick's got a body part that he likes that we don't know about, and she doesn't have it in spades. That's probably it. <laughs> That's probably how he's doing it. He probably just has, like, I don't know, a butt list, and she she wasn't in the top 15. Who knows? I don't know, A.B. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm just saying this guy's a shallow creep, and that's how he makes his decisions. <laughs> I don't know about you, but during this rose ceremony, I started to get a little panicked that Alexis would be one of the people going Oh, home. yeah, me panicked. too. She God, was, I love she Alexis. Was one of the later ones. I started thinking, uh oh, our comic relief is not going to be here. Who's going to do the after the show blooper reel? <laughs> she even had one during the show this week too. <laughs> she's great. Alexis is is however many times she's been on camera is however many times she's made me laugh. Every single the only character in TV show history that I laugh at are her parents every single time out loud. Quick quote from Sarah. Wiping her tears away. She's, she's got a lot of makeup, baby, so she's wiping the black. You know how the black streaks go. This is not how it was supposed to go. Sarah, 
there was a 97 I did the math I ran the numbers there was a <laughs> there was a 97% chance it was going to go this way this is how it was supposed to go for you and everyone else and if you if you ask Grim and AB, 100% of these ladies are not marrying Nick so <laughs> that's that's true Listen, facts. you dodged a bullet every person that gets let go you dodged a bullet what do you mean by that? You're saying Nick's not the best guy? <laughs> hey, let's go to New Orleans. Quick question. Why the fuck haven't you and I ever been to New Orleans? New Orleans has so many things that, as, a, as I'm watching this episode, that me and you would have an awesome time doing, starting with the boat ride. The gator boat ride. The, the gator. The gator. I didn't even think of that as something we could do, but <laughs> add that to the list. Uh, but first, every time I think of New Orleans, the first thing that comes to my mind is David from the real world in 2000. Ah, yes, 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 of course. Sweet abu-dee-da-boo-dee. <laughs> Sweet abu-dee-da-boo-dee-wee. Listen, for any real Come one on, fan... Come on, be my baby tonight. <laughs> any real one fan, that's pure... That's the funniest thing they're going to hear all week. I've seen the way you look at other thugs you've been with. Come on, be my baby tonight. Now, just so we're clear... No video of that or audio exists on the internet. None. So that's from memory from 17 years ago. <laughs> I'll never forget that song. Nick says that he can't think of a more romantic place in the world than New Orleans. What are you talking about? When I think of love, I don't think of the fucking dirtiest city in America in the murder capital, Rim. <laughs> oh, <holy laughs> be. I don't think of that. I don't Come think on, of this, a is the, this is probably the opposite. This is the least romantic place in the world. There's a, topless girls running down the road. I mean, it's pure. I, from people that have, I've known that have gone there, it's one of the dirtiest places to go. I believe everything you just said. Um, <laughs> when you think of that's quote from Nick. When you think of romantic places, you think of like Paris or Brussels yeah. or you know European old in architecture. New Orleans, I'm pretty sure, has open container law throughout the city, not just Bourbon Street, folks. You can just have beer and probably drink and drive, too. <laughs> Romantic. Well, here's the here's the Alexis joke I wanted to mention. The girls are going crazy on Bourbon Street. Um, I assume all the streets in New Orleans are named Bourbon Street, so I don't know what street they're on. But yeah, Bourbon Street. Alexis is putting on the mask, and she looks at the camera, and she goes, winter is coming. <laughs> Listen, I, this is my last note. Let me look at the last note I have because I wrote it after the the credits. I, I have a huge crush on a like I like Alexis in a way that I didn't expect to like the girl from Jazzy with the <laughs> with the shark costume. Other thing I thought was funny before we get to the one on one date here, uh, Jamie is from New Orleans yep. apparently. She's a chef. Made her for some reason. She thought that that would give her some a one on one date. Like Jamie, you're not getting a one on one date. You're never <laughs> you're getting never a one on one date. Also, that wouldn't affect Nick's decision to give you a one on one date because he doesn't know you're from New Orleans. Okay, no. flat out, the guy doesn't know anything about you. Chris Harrison rolls in fresh, fresh off of a full body massage <laughs> that he gets daily uh, to announce we got three dates: the group date, the one on one date. And a two-on-one date. Shout out oh, to me for replicating shit. his cadence perfectly. <laughs> Finally, A.B., Rachel gets the one-on-one -on -one date, A.B. The girl got the first impression rose and, what, two group no roses now? What went through your mind when you knew that we were going to see Jungle Fever up in here? <laughs> <laughs> 
took me a minute. <laughs> Listen, just a sense of pride. I get Obama's inauguration, would you say, also? <laughs> About the same. These two have some sexual chemistry, maybe. It's one thing to run up and jump and rap, do the leg wrap around Nick on a group date because you want to show dominance over the other girls, but you're also in like kind of a semi-private setting. They were out here in a marketplace, mm-hmm. and these two could not keep their hands off each other. Nick starts the date out by just saying, you just want to make out right here? Yeah, that's not a good sign if you're trying to make a deep emotional connection, but Nick, I like the- it. I'm into it. No, get the fuck out of here, Nick. Mm, all right, AB. AB the dad. Got no <laughs> use for this. I liked it. You know, I know you've hated a lot of the dates. Basically, as long as I've watched this show, you've hated all the dates, activities. You're nodding your head. Mm-hmm. They got To me, this was fun. You got built-in things to kind of play with, little trinkets and shit to look at, a lot of good food. Uh, I wrote down, yo, what are these fried things with the powdered sugar? <laughs> I wrote... <laughs> It's funny you said that. I, I wrote, yo, Ribbon AP need to step their bang gay gate came up. <laughs> Period. AB. <laughs> Them shits look fire. That's my notes on that. AB. First off, I, I tried to spell it out like I heard it. What is it? Bang gay? I was, gay? Is that I was writing. Is? I started with a V. Both of, both of my attempts had a V. I thought it was like <laughs> vignette. Like the word vignette. I'd pretty much spelled it like vignette. <laughs> and I, when I finally figured out that I was, they were saying beignet. Beignet. Um, I learned all about beignets. Listen, we need to get in the beignet game as soon as <laughs> possible. We're at the same note. <laughs> yeah, we need to get in the Step fucking beignet, beignet game. game up. For those people who aren't like into sweets and didn't pay much attention to that, a beignet. Let me just read read some shit here. Synonymous with the English fritter is the French term for a pastry made from deep fried mm. cho pastry. Wow. C-H-O-U-X. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> the more you know. Gotta get in the beignet game, A.B. Enough talking. Time to do it's it. Time for action. You know, Rachel said something that you probably thought was a throwaway quote. She said, it totally feels like I'm here with my boyfriend. Now that, to me, that's an important distinction that this adult makes. Rachel seems to be the only girl who isn't delusional and calling Nick her boyfriend. She understands that that's not really how this is going. So that that was big to me. She's the most mature person there in the building, besides Chris Harrison. (laughs) (laughs) So wise. I feel like Chris Harrison and Rachel are kind of at the same point in their lives. Isn't Chris Harrison recently divorced? Maybe there's a love connection here. Maybe... (laughs) They come across this second line, and they're dancing in the middle of the street, A.B. Jazz band she comes was, out. Jazz bands. <laughs> I belong in New Orleans, okay? <laughs> she pulls him into the street. She gets, you know, Nick probably sucks at dancing. He sucks at everything, so I got to imagine he stinks at dancing. She pulls him into the street, you know, gets him to take off the shy cover. And it was at this moment, A.B., when those two were dancing in the middle of the street, and Rachel's smiling. That I realized this girl, Rachel, could unite people from all ethnic and socioeconomic backgrounds and become the first black bachelorette. You with me? I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. This girl's got it. You know what that was, Rim? That feeling you got? It was the fucking, it was the feeling of America falling in love with Rachel. 
Mm-hmm. We all had it during the episode. We know she has it. Now we just got to pray that Nick doesn't choose her so we can get her to be the bachelorette. You're right. I'm hoping for that. I'm I'm pretty confident he's not going to. And I really think here's here's my scenario right now. The most likely scenario. He picks Vanessa. Rachel's an ex-bachelorette. Vanessa would be a good bachelorette, too. But number one, I think she's going to win. And number two, I mean, you know, spice this shit up right now. It's time. It's time. It's time. Their dance chemistry was electric. I've never really? seen two people dancing like that, Rim. Well, have you seen Save the Last Dance? <laughs> have you seen that movie? I haven't. Yes, I have. I've seen the previews, seen and I gotta say it's electric. Those two were bumping and grinding. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> the, when he moved, Rim, she moved. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> What is that from? Luna. I feel a little poke coming through. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I know. I'm doing that, though. I'm doing I'm that. I'm talking same. about Luna. When when I move, she moves. Oh, okay. Like All right. That. All right. That's not about dancing, is it? I don't no, know. I don't know. <laughs> well, was this about dancing? I don't know. <laughs> hey, it worked. That's all that matters is it worked. All right. Moving right along to the nighttime. Don't have a ton to say about this nighttime. Once again, we're out here in a creepy warehouse. Why are all these one-on-one dates in some creepy warehouses? Because Nick's a creepy-ass dude. It fits. I think you give him a little too much. I don't think he's that involved in the planning of anything. I don't think he cares enough to plan anything. That's fair. I think Nick Nick probably has a bong and spends most of his afternoons (laughs) not doing anything while the producers (laughs) plan the show, and then they go, hey, can we do this? And he's like, ooh. Hey, do you mind if you pick Vanessa? And he goes, yeah, that's fine. Final Rose. I'm talking Final Rose. (laughs) I've seen some buzz out there that he let the producers pick for him. Who wins? Yeah. That's what I've read. Multiple outlets are reporting. Listen. Wow. I mean, you can believe it with this guy. Rachel beaming around Nick. Her smile is lighting up that dimly lit warehouse. And at this point, while they, while they sat down for dinner, I remembered Nick doesn't know anything about Rachel, really, <laughs> on a personal on a personal level. They have great chemistry, sure. He obviously likes her uh, style. Like, I like your style. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. Are we only speaking to each other in R&B lyrics for the rest <laughs> of the episode? <laughs> But they started they they started to have some decent conversation. AD. They started talking about her family a little bit, and Rachel brings up that her dad is a federal judge. Wow! Nick's reaction to that, I thought. I mean, I would have left the table if I were her. He goes, <laughs> first, I mean, obviously he's a little he's a little nervous, and who wouldn't be? Nick definitely has some federal crimes on his record. <laughs> uh, he's like, uh, do I have to call him, sir? Number one, you're 36 years old. You should know by now to treat the father of your potential bride with the utmost respect. That should come naturally to you. Number two, he's a federal judge. You call him judge, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. I just envision, I envision uh, Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as her dad. That's just all I could think of when she said that. I can't. I hate myself for not making that connection. <laughs> it's the only the only person I can think of as her dad. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'll give you a little something I thought about as well, Rem. Kind of, kind of made me start to think about why ABC hasn't had a lot of interracial dealings. What if you got a what if you have a racist ass dad? Like what if this guy what if her dad hates white hates that her daughter's dating a white guy? Or vice versa. Or vice versa. That's what yeah. So you're saying that the people on the show aren't the ones who... The producers might be tiptoeing around this to avoid I mean, when you're talking about parents of thirty year olds, there's a chance plus. you're gonna be dealing with some people that aren't down with the, when you're talking about 50 and 60 year olds not down with the swirl no disrespect to any 50 and 60 year olds out there but there's there's a there's a better chance than than any other age group that it's i'll put it let me it's more probable than not yeah that you're <laughs> un, that you would be uncomfortable with some interracial marriage yeah yeah everyone's not comfortable with that yet Ab, that's good perspective. Ab, yeah. not everyone. That's something I didn't think about. I I thought it was it was more on the surface than that. You're you're going a level deeper that I that's think our I listeners did, I started will to think. Maybe I'm starting to understand maybe why ABC has uh, been doing what they've been doing. Ab, the ABC apologist. I like it. <laughs> he does say I may be breaking the rules here, but I'm really into you. He knows he's not breaking the rules. He knows the rules. This is the third time on this show. Why would that be a rule? You just just can't do what Ben did, which is tell him you love them. That's the only rule, and Ben broke it. But that's because Ben's the most genuine man to ever ever be a part of this series. (laughs) Do you think he meant to say I love you, though? Do you think Nick Nick loves Rachel? No. So So you think he... Okay. You just thought it was a lame joke by him that I might be breaking the rules, but I'm really into you. I think he's into her, but it's that's just one of his sly dog fucking scumbag lines that he uses. This guy's a, a scumbag. This guy is definitely a, a, a talker. I'll put it that way. Yep. He uses his words to get what he needs. He's slick. You know, Nick in high school, nah, give me the willies. <laughs> uh, speaking of Ben Higgins, he tweeted out that he thinks Rachel will either be the winner or she'll be the next bachelorette. If Ben Higgins is saying something like that, I'm all in. That's a good source. Yeah. AB, give me a grade for this date. I need, oh no, actually, skirt the rim and AB scale. I need grade the activity and gr- give me an overall. No, activity, connection, overall. 
connection A, activity Oof. B. This was a, I thought that was a very fun date. Uh, what was the third thing you needed? Overall. So A Overall, and B split them. B plus. <laughs> okay. Uh, activity for me, uh, seven. So, You're doing a, you're all right. Okay. We'll just <laughs> seven. And uh, connection, eight. Overall, okay. eight. Listen, you can't, eight out of ten is the best Nick can do, connection-wise. Because he's really not that into any, anyone. His <laughs> conversations stink. I mean, the guy's never going to have a nine out of ten date. It's not going to happen. The girl, I'll put it this way. You know how you got to meet, you got to meet people halfway, halfway, you got to meet them in the middle to have the best, oh, yeah. you're married, best, best marriages are like, will compromise me in the middle on the stuff. The girls go more than halfway. All these girls go more than halfway <laughs> to me. Nick's a 30%, 40% guy. He just falls back and just kisses. It. It, like, he waits for them to kiss him. That's all he's, he's here for, really. Not really into going anywhere and, and, and finding out things about them. Well, at the beginning of this nighttime date, he goes, I feel like I don't know anything about your family. And she's like, no, you don't. You haven't asked. Because <laughs> I mentioned trash. that. All right, A.B. Uh, okay. Group date. The group date at the haunted house. Again, why have we not been to New Orleans? This haunted <laughs> house looked like Forrest Gump. I thought legit it was Forrest Gump's childhood home. I looked up Forrest Gump's childhood home to make sure. Was this a plantation rim? Look at you. I didn't even think of that. Little white privilege. Of course, it was a plantation. <laughs> it was a super play. There were no houses around for miles, just fields. Just what I do, you know. Absolutely. That's what it remind me of? Not Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> remind me. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, absolutely a plantation. Uh, listen, first, AB, do you believe in ghosts? No, flat out. Okay, me neither. But. If you put me in a haunted ass, if you put me in a haunted mansion, I'm in. I'll be scared of shit in a haunted mansion, and I also kind of believe in Ouija boards. Wrap your head around that. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Wrap your head around that, Rim. Have you ever done a Ouija board? No, but I me neither. I I believe in them. How do they work? I wrote this down. How do Ouija boards listen? You put your doll. It's embarrassing. I know. I know how they work, right? I know everybody puts their fingers on it, and then the ghost pushes it. I think (laughs) that doesn't make any sense. That means no. Somebody's moving it. Somebody's somebody's moving it. Like flat out. If if it was real, I'll put it this way: if it was real, you wouldn't need the hands on it. You just put the thing on the Ouija board. But it's got to feel the, the energy from the from you, the person. That's a fair point. Like a palm reader. Right. Also believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Call me now for your free tarot reading. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the guy who runs this place. His name is Boo, naturally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a guy whose looks more closely match his occupation? His <laughs> haunted house purveyor? Listen, I don't have much on this date, AB. It was a haunted house. It was dark. There was some things moving around, right, in the haunted house. It was haunted, sure. It's, to me, it was a little egregious. I want to know where this ranks for you in terms of insulting the viewer. The, insulting the viewer's intelligence, I should say. Not, not that bad, Rim. Okay. So this is pretty it's standard for a haunted house date. Okay. Well, I take my haunted house... Listen, I take my haunted house seriously. <laughs> I don't want there to be no hokey shit going on. 
the, the, the best part about this date for me, at one point, Vanessa and Danielle M were doing a little bit together. Those uh, ladies almost tore a hole in the universe with their combined beauty. Just my opinion. <laughs> Jamie and Nick sitting outside. I'm just going to railroad you on that, and I'll let you respond. Jamie and Nick are sitting outside. I thought he was going to send her home at that point. Uh, <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I don't know. No. I don't know. He, I don't know. They don't sit that close. Yeah. I feel like he introduced himself to her. It was very weird. Jamie believed in the ghost. She was talking about respecting the ghosts for real. <laughs> Danielle L. Um, forgot how much her voice stinks, A.B. Her voice stinks, Danielle L. She was very close to telling him she loved him. She was very close. I didn't notice that. Yeah. You Danielle said Danielle L? L or M? Yeah. I said L. I'm talking about dark-haired Danielle. Yeah. Yep. She, was she almost said I love you? Loved- yeah, she almost did. Raven did say she loved him, like, accidentally. Raven, she let the cat out of the bag on that one. Yeah. She told him the moment that she fell in love with him. A.B., she did that on purpose, right? I mean, that wasn't an accident. You don't, girl, girls and guys don't just casually let I love you slip. Oh, something. sure they do. Oh, that's, nah, that's fine. Nah, that shit slips, A.B. Listen, not on, we, not on these dating shows. If maybe that just means the love is real. That indicates to me that the love is real. You gotta when realize this. Slips. Right? So there's, they have so much time between when they talk to Nick. What they say and what they talk about is completely scripted in their head, unless they're idiots. God, look at the man. Yeah, so glad. I'm so lucky to have maybe <laughs> the story. It's all scripted. I mean, if you come without like basically a prepared speech to talk to Nick about on your one-on-one time, you're doing it wrong. Well, that's what bothers me. Uh, that bothered me a little bit about Jamie. They got this time together, and they talked about the ghosts in the haunted house. No, yeah. no, 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 no. You only got 15 minutes here. Like, you got to make it, like Nick, or like Ben always used to say, you got to progress the relationship forward. You can't out here be talking about surface shit in week five. Let's get going. Let's go. Uh, also, Danielle M. got someone on one time. I just wanted to mention that these two's kiss was whack. She gets the rose. She did get the group date. Well, must rose. be hot enough. Well, what does Rip know? Huh? <laughs> what do you What do you know? How How would you feel if you're Raven if you literally just told somebody that you love them and don't get the rose? It's tough break. It's got to get you thinking. Hey, does Jasmine have any interest in moving on? I mean, has <laughs> she ever Has she ever talked to him solo? She's got plenty of time to do her antics in front of the camera. But she's never been like, I need to go. She doesn't even care anymore about talking to this guy. Jasmine is here to to progress her brand. <laughs> That's what Jasmine is here for. I like her brand. She's like a new <laughs> New York. I love yeah. New York. She's like a new New York. Like yep. a, a prettier, younger New York. All right, AB. Here we go. The two-on-one. Can we talk about the, can we talk about the house first? When when they're just in the house, before they're two on one, Corinne ordering the room service, and then Taylor meditating. The Corinne room service was hilarious. There's no doubt about it. She ordered six hundred dollars of food, <laughs> and strawberries, and she had champagne in the bathtub. I didn't. The, the judgmental part of my brain must have shut off when Taylor was meditating because if I would have, if I could go back in time and rewatch the episode, I would burst out laughing. Essential oils. Okay, essential oils. First off, quick quick little story. 
yesterday. I was at someone else's desk at work. Yeah. And it smelled fucking incredible. It smelled incredible. And I was like, what's going on? And she had this like white plastic thing, like oh, like a humidifier, but like a dope looking one. Oh, yeah. And diffuser. She goes, oh, yeah, it's a diffuser for essential oils. I'm like, yo, I need to get into this game. I got, I'm a candle guy now, by the way. I'm big into candles, so there's no reason I shouldn't be into essential oils, too. But then we got into the... Oh, well, this one helps you focus, and this one makes your skin better. Yeah, they're about doing stuff. It's not about the smell, really. Well, for me, it's about the smell. I don't buy into the hokey-pokey voodoo shit of essential oils. (laughs) Are you into the essential oil game? You seem to know quite a bit about essential oils. Uh, Fucking, when you work in a big office, so many people are selling essential oils and trying to fucking sell you on them. Hundreds of dollars people spend on essential oils. Oh, yeah. Each little thing like this big is, I think, 15 or $20, and there's like 30 of them, and some people have like boxes. What are we doing out here? Why don't we sell essential oils? <laughs> All right, the two-on-one, the showdown we've been waiting for all season. AB, does this, is this how it usually happens where they take a villain and a person, the biggest opponent of the villain, and both put them on the two-on-one, only one, only one person can survive? Is that how they usually do it? I think in particular lately it has been. I think in the past it might not have always been quite as clear-cut like enemies like this, but when you have villains like you've had in the last three seasons in particular so you had olivia then you had chad and now you got corinne those are clearly the three villains of the season you're going to have um enemies of theirs it makes total sense i mean everyone knew this two-on-one was coming you predicted it before it was official i feel like you looked up spoilers not trying to i did not (laughs) go out go out your integrity but it seemed though it was too spot on i I feel like when you said i was like no man no way Uh, (laughs) told you hey a couple things before we get into actual date. AB, Corinne to me represents the new generation of the natural evolution of reality TV stars. By that I mean every move she makes, every phrase she says, she says with the intention of it becoming a gif. And ah. example, exhibit A in this is make America Corinne again, hair flip. She knew <laughs> right away what that was about to be. I mean, this girl knows what she's doing. Uh, before this date, I knew Taylor. Taylor is as good as gone. Uh, when anyone who thought that Taylor would survive this forgot the preview where Corinne tries to have sex with Nick in the secret hotel room. Great point, Rim. That hasn't happened yet, folks. And it sure as shit doesn't happen in the Bayou. <laughs> so we, I mean, we knew Taylor was gone. Uh, did you see the the guy, the boat driver, leap onto the boat? <laughs> Sir, unnecessary. <laughs> Please don't do that again. <laughs> Listen, I needed that guy to be more of a character. I thought, oh, when he leapt on, I'm like, okay, this guy's going to be comedy. He didn't. They didn't even show his face. There weren't any really good characters in the Bayou, and there sh- there could have been some awesome characters. The like the the voodoo minister lady was just a white some lame white lady listen i need somebody from haiti okay that's what i need (laughs) exactly give like give the people what they want don't come out here with the damn goddamn jill stein out here explaining what she does in the woods (laughs) uh odds that guy who odds the boat driver knew what was going on or has ever heard of the bachelor no chance i mean that guy he lives he lives right next to where they jumped into that boat 
I was gonna. He doesn't have a TV. The guy's the goddamn water boy, AB. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So we got this random. Let's roll through this voodoo shit because it's not. Taylor said, after she says her piece about all this stuff about why Corinne stinks, she said, if Nick gives Corinne the rose today, then he's thinking with his dick. Okay. Well, we can go ahead and wrap this shit up now, yeah. then, because that's what he thinks with. All yeah. right. Okay. What are you doing? <laughs> Have you seen? Did you not do any research? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. The guy, the guy was in Bachelor in Paradise three weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> what do you got on this date, AB? You in or you out on this? I mean, there's nothing. Two on one dates are just fucking savage, Rim. There's a, they're never good dates. I mean, how are you going to have a good emotional connection or progress your relationship with someone when there's this dark cloud hanging over your head the entire time how are you going to have a good date until until he makes the decision so i mean it was is exactly what i expected which is very awkward and uh just everyone walking on needles until until he uh picks someone precisely yep. to me two-on-one dates should not have a gimmick no this is the type of date you set up for a group of uninteresting people so you have this weird shit going on that keeps the viewer's interest. When there's a battle between two contestants going down like this, it's just distracting. Okay? Yeah. It's just distracting to have this bullshit. There's no need. There's no need. No one's into it. Two-on-one dates should just be, okay, send these people to a remote location and then leave them there. Yep. And then if you don't get the rose, you have to stay there. Like the <laughs> island with Olivia and one of the twins. And then... um. When in JoJo picked Alex over Chad, not just a, just a random forest, not just that. They were on a rock in the middle of a rushing, raging river. <laughs> you don't need any ceremonies or tarot readings. Bachelor producers, if you're listening, just f- throw people in the middle of the damn desert. Who cares? It doesn't. We don't need a gimmick for two-on-one dates. Really don't. AB, I got a Mr. Analogy over here. Taylor versus Corinne, to me, very much mimics... The recent American election we had here in the States. And I say the States because we got international ass listeners. Shout out to y'all from different countries. Taylor is right and reasonable. She's pointing out all the warning signs of Corinne. What could go wrong if he picks Corinne? Okay. But she's delivering the message (laughs) in a horrible way. Totally ineffective. Instead of Corinne is so terrible. Here's why A, B, and C. She should have highlighted her strengths. If I asked you right now, AB, what's what's good about Taylor? What are Taylor's strengths? Crickets. I th- uh, she has a degree. <laughs> That's the only thing exactly. I know. I we don't know anything about Taylor, other than she hates Corinne and is mean to her. Corinne, on the other hand, oozes confidence. AB oozes it, and she's got no problem advertising her strengths. To Nick, a.k.a. her breasts. She's grabbing all the attention and all the headlines. Taylor didn't know what hit her. You in or you out on that, on that analogy? I'm 100% in. It makes, it makes total sense. I mean, obviously, Taylor was the right choice, but, you know, she just didn't, didn't do what she needed to do to win. For when Taylor was talking to Nick trying to convince him that Corinne was not the one. He was kind of, she somehow was condescending to Nick. That's what it was. That's what I'm telling you. She was, was looking the same way at Nick 
explaining and she keeps bringing up emotional like quit saying the words emotional intelligence it's not working she goes i had i had to tell taylor what emotional intelligence was do you think nick gives a shit about that (laughs) at all of course not it's time to give the rose out ab and nick doesn't really have a way with words sounded kind of constipated delivering this speech (laughs) just come out and say it I mean, I knew he would botch this. The big, the biggest moment so far in the show. I knew he'd botch it. Uh, gave the rose to Corinne. Uh, he basically stared at Taylor during the whole time. Yeah, he gave it away. How humiliating for Taylor to not only lose to this girl, but just be left out here in the swamp and watch these two zoom off in an airboat. <laughs> the Bachelor continuously steps up their two-on-one exits. They they leave the person that didn't get the rose completely stranded, and they don't tell him where. They obviously don't tell him where to go. They they just have nothing to do. In now, this one in particular, they just like you said, they zoom off on the boat, and she's just left sitting there. It was daytime when they zoomed off. The sun had gone down by the time Taylor made her way over to the voodoo sacrificing ceremony. <laughs> What, what I don't that understand. About? What, what? A. What was that about? Okay, so it's dark out. Let's just do. Let's just run the numbers here. B. So, summertime, dark out. It's probably nine o'clock. It was really fucking dark. It's probably yeah. nine o'clock, right? Yep. So, the this episode ends with Taylor making her way all the way into the city again, mm-hmm. and barging in on this Nick and Corinne date. So how do you think this goes, Rim? Is the producer, like, she's sitting there for a little bit, boat zoomed off, she's probably crying, and then the producer, like, walks up to her and is like, you want to you wanna go handle this shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, gives her that option? What? How does this go down? That's a great question. Logistically, I think she had to have taken a helicopter, because like I said, it was... It was like, tw- I mean, 20 minutes, unless they're, unless they're eating dinner at midnight, it was like 20 minutes later, she was in the city busting up into the, also a little uncomfortable with how they were letting her walk through like abandoned New Orleans at night in the alleyway. <laughs> but in terms of how the producers handle it, I think it was exactly how you say, I mean, do you want to go ahead? Do you want to go handle this shit? I mean, Taylor... All this bluster, and I got all these degrees. Look at these degrees. You got these degrees, and you look at these degrees. College dropout, Kanye West. Uh, she she couldn't just wither off into the night after losing this, which she didn't think she would lose. She has to stand up for herself. Is it just me, or has this been happening more lately? Letting letting the loser of a two-on-one barge in on the, the subsequent one-on-one date. Well, it happened last season with Chad, and... It's not going to work out. Like, if you think he's going to change his mind because of this, you're you're wrong. He's not changing his mind. They never do. You think you're going to save face. You're not going to save face. You're only going to look worse. No. Just fade off and we'll never think of you again. That's the best case scenario for Taylor is us not thinking of her anymore. AB, what are the chances, though, that Nick ends up sending both of these girls home after this confrontation? I would say it was it would be a decent chance, except like you said, I I remember there being an episode where Corinne ah. goes to his hotel to have sex with him, and that hasn't happened yet. So I know. I mean, this is just a producer mess up. They messed up. They shouldn't have showed that part. If if they're gonna have this two on one, it basically ruined this whole episode. 
That's fair. I, how did I forget about that, Rim? Your brain is so small. I actually okay. had forgot about it until the very end of the episode, and I realized there's no... Because throughout the episode, I was thinking, Corinne might be going home, but then, you know, at the end of it, I thought, I, she, they haven't she got sex with them in the hotel. That hasn't happened. <laughs> Come on, AB. <laughs> well, Rim and AB, sorry, we just deflated the beginning of the next episode for everyone, <laughs> but hey... Well, uh, we're going to shoot you straight. We're not going to beat around the bush and make you think something's going to be better and it's not. If anything, we're going to set your expectations low so that when the thing really goes down, you're going to be all over it. Last thing, as always, AB, shout out to Alexis. <laughs> like When the credits are rolling, that's the at this point, that's the part of the episode that I look forward to the most. Uh, I don't know what was going on. Oh, Nick Nick put the Nick Cage man. Like you said, you called it last week. Those two are like best pals. Best pals. <laughs> we need to get them a reality TV show, like a Robin Big style TV show <laughs> of Alexis and Nick. She's hilarious. I love Alexis. She's love very funny. All right, power rankings. I don't. I didn't do power rankings this week, but I'll come up with something. <laughs> I'll give you my bottom ones first. Jasmine, obviously. I think she's going home. Jasmine and Jamie. Well, I mean, why are we doing this again? It's Jasmine and Jamie. It's the same people. Jasmine and Jamie. Yep. Yeah. Um, my top four really hasn't changed much. Well, I, I, hold up. I take that back. I think Rachel has vaulted into my top four. She was not previously in my top four. So I'm going to go Danielle, M, Rachel. Wh- yes. What number? You guys She's number one. I'm, okay. going, I'm going top to bottom. All right. Danielle M, Rachel, number two. Wow. Vanessa. Yeah, Vanessa, number three, and uh, Corinne, number four. Okay, how many people go to Fantasy Suites? Three. I think Rachel is for sure getting a hometown at this point, don't you? I mean, the, Hometowns are four when there's four people left? Yeah, the idea of him meeting that, that judge, it's too much Gotta for producers it. to pass up. They're, she's yep. getting a hometown. Yeah, I like it. All right. Uh, I don't know what my uh, rankings were last week, but I'll do this. Daniel L., number four. Rachel, number three. AB, from what I saw this episode, he's not sending Rachel home before Fantasy Suites. Okay? I think we can can all (laughs) nod our heads and agree on that. Uh, Number two, Danielle M., Number one, Vanessa, still the goat. <laughs> Even though she can, she continues to do nothing in the episodes. This is like the third she's so episode pretty, in the row that <laughs> Vanessa has done nothing, and she's not dropping on your. I mean, this is just biased. Yeah, she's very pretty. She's I, not I, furthering her connection with Nick. No, no it's very not. stagnant. <laughs> Ever since she had that conversation with him, where she said that, uh, where she gave him the ultimatum, nothing's happened. Yeah, she work. also she also puked on him earlier that day. Listen, number one. <laughs> okay, you, alternate number one, Whitney. Okay, <laughs> keep an eye out. For, keep an eye out for Whitney. Okay, thus ends another episode of the Rosecast, uh, brought to you by Gold Bond Healing Lotion and Mountain Dew Kickstart. Mountain Dew Kickstart, energizing black cherry flavored. Blah blah blah. blah. I'm I'm gonna kill it when the ads start. When the ad money starts come rolling in. All right. So if you're advertising, you're like, should we give these people money? The answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> we appreciate every last one of you. Full stop. Number one. End of sentence. But we also appreciate every last one of you subscribing, rating the podcast on iTunes. Like we said last time, I am, I've am. i had it up to here with not being ranked on the charts. 
Okay. I mean, I feel like Mariah Carey, when she was, you know, mid 2000s, like going through depression, like acting a fool on TV and stuff, like she didn't know how to handle post success <laughs> life. After you, after she had all those chart topping hits and then the hips, the hits stopped coming, she didn't know how to act. That's what we're like right now. Okay. So we need these rankings to get, we don't know how to act when we're not number one on the charts. So get us back there. We've never been there, but get us there anyway. To do that, you got to search on iTunes, bottom right corner, search Rosecast, hit the icon, rate it five stars, hit reviews, then rate it five stars, write a review, just, you know what to do. Um, and share with your friends, because God knows Bachelor Nation is strong. There's a lot of males out there who act like they don't watch, but y'all watch. Y'all watch. Anyway, AB, you got anything to say? Shout out to interracial friendships and love? <laughs> nope, you got it. fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com mom deserves better than a drugstore card this mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. add your favorite photos a heartfelt message and we'll even mail it for you the same day all for just five dollars from mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.